Good morning and welcome to Fitzroy Online. Um, it's good to have you wherever you are in the world, um, whenever you're watching or listening in. Um, we have had a tremendous week here in Belfast. We've had the Four Corners Festival. Uh, I've been up to my neck in that and we've had some immense stuff. John Paul Lederach, my goodness, he said enough things for us to ponder on depth charges that will go on for weeks and months and maybe years. We've had a film on um, paramilitary beatings in the in Belfast. We've looked at domestic abuse and racism. We've tried to stop in the middle of that every night for some contemplative prayer, but also on Tuesday night with the amazing Richard Carter uh, and others. And uh, interview with Duke Special, some amazing drama last night. And we're not finished yet because tonight we have our closing service event and we are backing Hemingway, very well known to those of us in Fitzroy, what a voice, and the amazing poet Damien Gorman, and play it by ear with a bit of comedy, I'll be leading into that service, and David Campton will be leading us out of it, that's at 7 o'clock, please register for that on uh, the website and come in and enjoy that with us. All the other stuff's up online, including the morning and evening prayers, so you can browse that over the course of the, the next week or months or whatever else, and there's some amazing stuff in there, I do want to thank everybody who came and helped us to do uh, Four Corners Festival virtually. We've learned a lot of things about the virtual that no doubt will help us in Fitzroy going forward. And we have uh, we've reached many, many people and hopefully um, just brought the city together and maybe even further afar. I kind of considered that we were having a service on the radio this morning and that I could drop this one, but I decided not to. We need a Fitzroy-centric service, at least for us Fitzers, and so that's the case here with us. Next week we'll be doing a big plug for our Lent um, kind of uh, Fitzroy Together project which will be uh, looking at different things over the course of Lent uh, particularly on Sunday nights we'll be looking at the travel narratives of Luke and there will be a few pop-ups um, in the middle of that so that will be we will mention it and talk about it next week and then it'll be launched as we come in uh, to Lent but as we come into worship today Let's just again be still for a moment. God, we breathe in your calm, your love, your compassion. We breathe in your gifts to us. And then we breathe out all those things across our world. We pray that this service today would be an opportunity for us to breathe in and a challenge for us to breathe out and live this resurrection life. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All my life you have faith All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I have made I will sing of the goodness of God I love you, Lord For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hand Moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing 
que en este lugar Cause all my life you have been faith And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am made Oh I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire In the darkest night You are close like no other And I've known you as a father And I've known you as a friend I've lived in the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I have made Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after, running after me Your goodness is running after, it's running after me My life laid down, surrender now I give you everything Your goodness is running out It's running after me And all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am made I'm gonna sing at the four corners of Benthashir there was a focus on contemplative prayer or centering prayer during which we sit in silence as in Psalm 46 Be still and know that I am God. This ancient form of prayer awakens us to the presence and love of God all around us and within us. So for a few minutes, I would invite you to participate in this form of prayer. So place your feet flat on the floor, sit comfortably in your chair, but be alert with your spine straight. As if like Martha, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Close your eyes. Sit quietly in Christ's presence. There's no need to talk. Just sit here for a minute or two and be aware of your gentle breathing. Just absorb Christ's gaze of love and compassion upon you.
you will soon find your mind wandering. That is normal, for that is what minds do. So just focus on your breathing. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. In and out. Feel God's breath fill your lungs, your ribcage. Expand and relax. Expand and relax. Breathe in the breath of God. Breathe out your cares and concerns. Breathe in the love of God. Breathe out your doubts and despairs. Breathe in the life of God. Breathe out your fears and frustrations. We sit quietly before the one who gives life and love to all creation. We sit at peace, surrounded by the one who fills every fibre of our being. Breathe in the compassion of God and breathe out your compassion for the earth and all mankind. Amen.
Today's Bible reading is from Mark chapter 1 verses 29 to 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and they told Jesus about her. So he went up to her, took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons and he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Amen.
In Fitzroy at the moment, we are finding the lectionary leading us through uh, Mark's account of the life of Jesus, and it's fast and furious and dynamic. It's about Jesus' identity and authority, and we've had Jesus declaring after 30 years or so of being a carpenter, he's suddenly declaring this new kingdom, the good news of a kingdom breaking into the old and that that will turn us around and in a form of repentance to this new way and he's invited people to personally follow him and then he's gone into the synagogue and he's had a head-to-head with the powers of the day, the demons of the day and he is now coming out of the synagogue and finds himself in the house of those early disciples, Simon and Andrew, and their Simon's mother-in-law is down with a fever. Um, and Jesus immediately finds her and um, heals her. It's the first healing, and it's a woman. Now, I've said it before. Unless we're missing something, women are incredibly important in the Gospels and in the life of Jesus. Mary and Elizabeth right at the start of his life, Mary around the cross, the woman going to find the body, and here again the first healing is a woman. And it shows Jesus' changing of the guard. The kingdom is making what was the least in his society something more treasured. Now, it's interesting what happens next, and I want to get over this one and then move into what I think the real meaning of this is, and I'm not playing hermeneutics, I don't think, here. As soon as Simon's mother-in-law is healed, she's waiting on them, serving them. As soon as she's better, she's in there. Now, Tim Janice's cousin took ill early in the week, and thank God he's well, and he was in hospital for a few days, but he's now with us. And I will assure you that Janice didn't say, well, now that you're out of hospital, can you go and put the bins out? Or can you go and cut the grass? Tim's having a bit of a life of it, just resting after time in hospital. Not so in this story with the mother-in-law of of, uh, Simon Peter. Uh, She's up and she's at it. Now, part of that is that Jesus himself was contained within the cultural norms of his day and so she was the woman who would be doing the woman's role in that time in order to look after them it's more than making them a meal this is about serving if we go into the greek sense of it and that's not saying that we go back to that particular passage and see that that's a woman's role that was the role of a woman when jesus healed her in the first chapter of the gospel according to mark Not necessarily now. In fact, it seems to me the Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles change that forever. Turn it on its head with the role of woman in the church and I think therefore beyond. However, what it is telling us is something that we can't miss either. The mother-in-law of Andrew Andrew and Simon is healed. But that's not the end of the story. She is healed to be sent back into her role in society you just don't get healed with Jesus Jesus heals you and sends you somewhere and where he's sending us is back into the wider world and the order of things to play our part even verse 44 in Mark chapter 1 heals the leper 
sends him back to the priest to take up his role in the covenant people. When Jesus heals and when Jesus saves, it's not a momentary thing that is ended there and is sorted there. It's a beginning of something. And of course we know that sozo, the Greek word for salvation, is about a wholeness. It's not about just getting our sins forgiven as we pray a prayer at some meeting. It's about us being made into who we were meant to be. Forgive me, but it brings me back again. And you are ahead of me, are you not? 10.10, I have come that you might have life in all its fullness And that's what I'm healing you for. That's what I'm saving you for. So that you will find the fullness of your humanity. For Simon Peter's mother-in-law at that point, it was to come back into the community around that house, around that family, around that community setting where she would serve the people her role. She was saved to serve. And interestingly, Some of the translations of this, in an NIV that Louise read, it was helped her up. But in other translations, it's raised her up. And Mark uses that phrase, raised her up, six times in his gospel. And it is that kind of word for resurrection. What we're seeing here is a little resurrection. It's a little bit of a life that was dead, come alive and come through the tomb and take her place once again in our society that's what Jesus is interested in in the lives that we live he hasn't just saved us to wait at the gates of heaven until the gates of heaven open for us we're never called to heaven we're called to be back in our society and serve and work on earth and if our insurance is in heaven even then Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We take our rule on earth as we will be in the kingdom. I think it was Trevor Morrow who said to me that for him heaven might be that we find the fullness of all that we are. We find 1010 at last. And I think our journey in life is heading towards 1010. Maybe we're 110, 10, 610, 710. And we become in all its fullness, 1010. And that's a journey. It set out for me in my late teens when I had this moment that the mother-in-law of Peter had where I had a transforming experience of God and it didn't just give me a ticket into heaven sometime after a die, but it was an immediate sending back into society, finding a role in society that I never thought I would have. I mean, who would think? that I would be the reverend. And we'll come to that maybe a little bit later. That was my pause for thought on Vanessa and Friday morning. It's a journey into the place in the body of Christ and in the wider order of God's things where we fit. And if we're not there, if we have not been saved or resurrected or healed or restored or whatever words we want to use for the change that Jesus brings, if that doesn't send us back into our place in the order of things, then there's a gap in the order of things. Then there's a place not taken. It's like the wall in a football team. 
there's a hole in the middle of the wall if we're not back into the team, into the structure, into the order as who we are. It's like a rugby scrum. Let's not talk about rugby because we're going to be under pressure against Wales later on today. But if we take that and you just took one of the props out, it falls apart if the prop doesn't play his or her part. And in God's order of things, set up way back there sometime in time, we have our role to play. It's our vocation, our space, our place. And the mother-in-law of Simon Peter is healed so that she can return to her place in the order of things. And then what we find interestingly just after this is Jesus' popularity is going mad and everybody's crowding around him and everybody's wanting healed and everybody wants demons cast out and everybody wants him to do his magic tricks and the pressure is on. So Jesus retreats. He takes himself out of it. Why does he take himself out of it? Well, of course we know that for Jesus, prayer was important. And Jesus takes himself away to a solitary place to pray. Now, we've learned a lot in the Four Corners Festival this week about prayer and about the contemplative part of prayer, I guess. And that's an important part of prayer. Prayer to me is an incredibly mysterious thing. I want to be involved with it. I'm involved with it as much as I can and I don't really know the mechanics of how it works. But that's pretty okay because I drive a car and I have no idea about the mechanics of how it works. But one of the things that I've learned as my life has gone on has been that that place of prayer which is just taking yourself away. Away from the things that push you out of your place. It's as if Jesus here, he's doing his role and he has declared the gospel and he's got followers and he's gone in the synagogue and dealt with some demons and then he's come out and healed somebody and he's now in his space, he's now in his place. And then suddenly what happens is they clutter around him and they push him almost that he's getting pushed out of his space and he needs therefore his own space to be silent to be quiet to be reflective to listen to breathe in and in that listening and maybe gratitude to God and maybe thanksgiving to God and maybe listening to God Then he finds a space again that he can get back out into the world. The world pushes us and pulls us and clamours after us and we can lose who we are. And prayer, among many, many things, is us just going back to God to find space with God, to remember who God is, to remember who we are, to remember our place and go back in. I always go back to Nehemiah. I love Nehemiah's prayer at the start of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah starts by telling God all the things that God has done. God knows all the things that he's done. But that's the prayer for Nehemiah. Prayer's not just going and asking God for things. Prayer is going out of the clamour of the turmoil, whether it's COVID or uncertainties or illness or stress or doubts. It's getting away and it's just saying, God, do you know who you are? Because I need reminded of who you are. just need to sit here and remind myself of who you are. The, the other week in our Tuesday night prayer, we just spent 10 minutes in gratitude. After the 10 minutes, I saw the world different. I saw COVID different. 
because it changed my perspective. COVID had pushed me into these spaces of, oh no, oh no, oh no. And when we spent time listening to each other, giving thanks for all the things we can be thankful for, the reminder of the things we can be thankful for, suddenly my perspective changed. Suddenly in the silence of the prayer, I was listening. And suddenly being pushed out of my place, God was bringing me back into my place and the possibility of 1010. So we're raised up by Jesus. Raised up by Jesus like Simon's mother-in-law to go back into the society to play a role in that society. And prayer is going to be important in that. But prayer is not the rule. Jesus in Mark's gospel, prayer is really important in Mark's gospel, but he only does this three times. And I'm not saying we shouldn't pray every day. I'm not saying we shouldn't pray every minute of every day. But what I'm saying is that prayer is the breath of the Christian life. But the action we do out of the prayer is where Jesus sends us. Sends us into our society to be particles of light. Sends us into our society to play a role. Prayer is not the work of the kingdom. It's the resourcing of the work of the kingdom. I'll finish with maybe an illustration of this. I am who I am was my theme on Pause for Thought on Friday. And I told this funny story about Janice and I going through customs. I mean, uh, you know, I got the haircut and all, but I'm not exactly the Presbyterian minister look. And actually my passport didn't say reverent, but some of the tickets that the church bought did say reverent. And if it had put Cuban drug dealer, I think it would have got through customs all right. But because it said reverent, I was often stopped. I don't think reverent was on the day of this story, but we were going through Hollyhead after a boat from Dublin and we're getting off the boat and Janice, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, um, and... Uh, the two of us are walking through and every time, every time in the 80s and 90s, I was stopped. And Janice stopped. And the woman looked at me, looked at Janice, looked at me, looked at Janice, and then went, are you two together? And we laughed. And then she said, did you just meet on the boat? I remember a night, it was an ordination of elders somewhere in the Temple Patrick Presbytery. I'd just been ordained and I had conformed. I had got myself some chinos and a golf sweater and I'd cut my hair. And I was standing in this room of ministers with gowns and all kinds of stuff and there's nothing wrong with that if that's your place in society. But that night it was like God shook me and he said, what are you doing? Do not conform. I raised you to this new life in order that you would take your place in society, not theirs. Oscar Wilde says, be yourself because everybody else has taken Steve. And that was when I realised I had to be me. Jesus raised me to life to be me. Just me. And then sends me into the society. Oh, sometimes the church doesn't understand because the role I believe God has for me. Sometimes I can't even explain it because there's ways that if I explained it, I would lose the particular role that I think I have. But 
I was raised. The resurrection life of Stockman has been trying to be Stockman for all these years. And there are times, there are times when I'm pushed out of that. Oh, it could be busyness or it could be criticism or it could be my own insecurities and my own inferiority complexes. It could be all the madness that goes on around us. It could be disappointment. And in those moments, I need to find the space. Just me and God. To remind me who God is. To remind me who I am in his order of things. To remind me who I am who I am. So that I can get back into being who I am in the society he calls me to be in. Healed, sozo, resurrected, new life in Jesus. The good news, repentance, follow me. And then finding the space at times to just make sure we're not pushed out of shape. We're not pushed out of our place. But in prayer, in listening, in gratitude, and finding God in that space. Breathing in the love and grace and resilience of God allows us to get back into the society to breathe it out across those that we are called to serve, whatever our particular role is. That is 1010.
Thank you for watching again. As we come to the end of our service, remember that here in Fitzroy, the benediction that we're about to do is not the end credits of a movie that tells us it's over. It's the prayer and blessing out of the service into the week ahead. And we have this privilege of praying blessing over one another. We're going to be launching uh, Fitzroy together over the next week or 10 days. So let's do that now. If you're a Fitzroy person, close your eyes and imagine those in Fitzroy that you're missing. If you're not from Fitzroy, someone in your community or in your own church situation. And let's pray this prayer intentionally over them as we all go out into the week ahead. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of God the Holy Spirit be with each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. May it be so.